0: Have a mom, she might be the bomb but ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Her love's till the end, she's my best
1: friend. Ain't nobody got a like mine. Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA and using pop culture references and real life stories. So sit back, relax and enjoy the sh- show we call life.
0: Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Dr. Anissa Jepson and I have my daughter, Dr. Britt Farley, with me. We're a mother-daughter duo striving to find a nice balance between owning a business, being a mom, wife, grandma, traveling, volunteering, teaching, sleeping, and having a good time. So, how's it going, Britt? Are we gonna are we gonna be like super honest on this? Because I think you know by looking at me that I've spent the last 24 hours delousing my house and, and everyone in it. Oh, <laughs> Teach me actually, some ABA.
1: <laughs> I don't know if ABA can get rid of lice, but I can think of some amazing antecedent strategies. <laughs> like don't send your kids to certain places.
0: <laughs> don't share hats. Don't, don't share hats.
1: hats. <laughs> Are they in uh mayonnaise hair mask yet?
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's um next. So uh, I felt like I had been through this already once in my life, but apparently life repeats itself. So
1: yes, it was so traumatic too, because you got rid of all my stuffed animals. It was a very (laughs) sad time in life. (laughs) Well,
0: we're, we're really close to doing that too here. There's no blankets, no pillows. Everything's wrapped in plastic. So (laughs) let's, let's get over my traumatic lice experience and get right to our first segment. Um you'll notice throughout this podcast that we have a lot of pop culture pop culture references and uh so if you can name the show or where we where we got the reference from just make sure to let us know on all our social media platforms cuz we'd love to know that there's some other nerdy people like us that spend way too much time watching television or TikTok or whatever it is. So, first segment you jump, I jump, Jack, and it's getting to know both of us on more of a personal level. So, Britt, you first.
1: Okay, so I had this all scripted and planned out because <laughs> what you don't know about us yet is when I was younger, uh, my mom, Dr. Jepson, had me in speeches in speech and 4-H, and let me tell you how many times I had to practice that <laughs> for it to go. So, but today has been. Uh, shit show and it is only 9 20. So am going to go a little off key here, but something, someone, something people don't know a lot about me is I fail a lot. It's exhausting. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I, so this morning I opened my email to three rejection letters. It was <laughs> a rejection letter for Um, A full-time assistant position, a rejection letter for being an editor for a a journal, and then a rejection letter for being part of a special team that does some SME stuff. So all I do, (laughs) I think, is read a rejection. But that started very early when I was taking my ACTs, and I took them three times. And each time my score got lower. I also flunked out of my second year of college and lost a full-ride scholarship. I cannot spell. Thank you, Mom. I struggle reading out loud, and I tend to have a little bit of a stutter, which I didn't realize until one of my friends pointed it out. But I'm a perfectionist. So when it comes to knowledge and performance, I am someone who strives for it, and it's really hard to s- accept rejection. But before my ACETs, I think this started when I was younger, and I would come home and have uh, Dr. Jepson, my mom, do flashcards with me. Um, it was her favorite pastime, I swear. <laughs> um, but now the roles are reversed, and Dr. Jepsen is going to get her BCBA, and I am constantly giving her pop quizzes and flashcards. So make sure you uh, give me some some good advice there, but come along. And now it's my turn to teach my mom some ABA. That was horrible.
0: So what I hear from that is that even though you do get rejection, you keep trying. That's so hard as a mom too, to listen to that, like that, whatever. Okay. So oh we're moving gosh, on. Oh my gosh. It
1: was horrible today. Let me tell you, my email, like just <laughs> Every single thing you're just not
0: good enough. I'm not
1: apparently. I am (laughs) not. Thank you for participating. Oh, and let me tell you how many times I've been rejected from journals, and I'm waiting for two rejections to happen right now, and it's exhausting.
0: Yes, but we just keep trying. So, a little bit about me. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to follow that one. So, Mm. who else has really just planned their life around like a big? F you, because that's sort of how I think through things. So I was married and pregnant at 17, got divorced a few times. And I probably, if you really make me mad, am going to make you call me doctor because I worked really, really hard to prove to a lot of people that I could accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So Just a little backstory on that. Uh, I do know a lot of stuff. None (laughs) of it is really very useful. It all has to do with pop culture and anything reality TV. Like if it is something that will not save the world, I can tell you, I definitely know it. Uh, ABA, I'm starting to, but that is definitely not in my repertoire. Uh, I'm a lazy perfectionist, but I really love to (laughs) boss people around. Uh, and I wasn't always the most warm and fuzzy mom because I definitely have some really high expectations for my kids. And so now I feel like we just had like a little therapy session on why Prince <laughs> why the way she is. Oh my goodness. So yes. it's her chance now to turn around all of my warm, fuzzy teaching methods and use them on myself. So what can possibly go wrong when I have one of my kids teach me something, right?
1: Everything. all right so enough about our backstories we're gonna again talk about ourselves but it's moving to our next segment it's relative where we see how well i know my mom and how well she knows me Uh, so I have Dr. my whiteboard. Jepson is going to ask For you that questions. are
0: watching us. I have my whiteboard to do my questions on. I'm ready. She, she
1: was so excited when I told her she could write down questions on a whiteboard. Me <laughs> not being any type of perfectionist today. I have a piece of paper. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, it's all relative. We're going to see how well I know my mom and how well she knows me. We are going to start out simple with Anissa asking <laughs> me questions and then me asking her questions. And we're gonna write down our answers. And those of you who are watching the recording will get to see if we are correct or not. Those of you who are not watching the recording, we may just lie and say we know each other.
0: (laughs) Okay, Okay. so first question, what is my favorite color? I feel like there should be like Jeopardy music or something, yeah, okay. What's my favorite color? green. So this one was interesting. I talked to my other daughter and she said black like my soul was my favorite color. So I gray is my favorite color.
1: Oh, I knew that. Gray or khaki? Was khaki a choice? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: What do I like to do for fun? (laughs) I feel like
1: I can, can I answer? Have two questions? Answers? No, one answer. Oh, what do I like to do it. for fun? Okay, ready? Yeah. Read. Ready. I
0: like to read. I okay. did like to read before I started school again, oh. but uh, so I like to go look at buffalo. Oh, I live, oh. <laughs> I live in the Black Hills of South Dakota. We're like a half hour from Custer State Park. If you're ever out here, or anywhere there's a buffalo herd. <laughs> they are my spirit animal. <laughs>
1: so. I knew that.
0: Okay, what is my favorite TV show?
1: Okay, so this one wasn't a fair question because I can <laughs> think of two, but I'm going to choose one of them. Okay. They're both sleep shows.
0: Yeah. Are they right? Okay, yes, they're sleep they shows. are.
1: Okay. I put friends.
0: Okay, that's right. So I have yeah. two sleep shows in our family, you have a sleep show. So you have that show that you put on when you don't have to necessarily watch it. So you can close your eyes and you can act out every scene in your head while you're trying to get to sleep, which I'm sure there's some study we can talk about, about REMs and probably anxiety.
1: Not Did you know that people who like to watch shows over and over again, it's because they know what's going to happen. So it eases their anxiety. Oh
0: yeah. Well then, hmm. mm-hmm. well, there goes that. Another step to that formal diagnosis. Uh, (laughs) What is you'll never get this one? What is my favorite movie?
1: Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? I bet you aren't even gonna guess what I guess. Okay, Gone with the Wind. So that was my original,
0: but it's really long in terms of or not. uh, Steel Magnolias was my. Second one because, but yes, gone so with. So I the got wind. it right. Yes,
1: yeah. you did. I, it's because I remember watching it and switching tapes over and over again because it was on two tapes. <laughs> That's how long well, it
0: was. You had to get up and do the tape. I couldn't get up. Okay, <laughs> what is my favorite food?
1: You can't see my page anymore, but macaroons. <laughs> that's good because i
0: couldn't think of one i kept thinking of like i like certain types of food like i feel like asian like sushi is like an always a go-to or mediterranean like or things like that but yes macaroons might be my favorite if there's macaroons in any place like that's where we have to go 70 dollars on macaroons. 70 dollars on macaroon seems completely logical to me
1: Okay. okay So I got three out of five. One thing we didn't say is we're keeping track of who can guess the most right. And then uh, mom was not very happy with this decision, I'm sure. But uh, whoever wins, the other person has to donate to their preferred charity.
0: It wasn't that I wasn't happy about that. I just I love gifts. So I guess this will be a gift in my name. Like I want a bench or something like definitely. Definitely. It will probably
1: be back home. Yeah. Where everyone can see it. Yeah, for okay.
0: sure. Yep. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Okay. I'm
1: ready. What is my favorite color? So,
0: <laughs> this is more of a, I don't know if you can see it.
1: Mm, it's a genre. I should yeah. genre. Did anything
0: bright and horribly <laughs> yellow. Yep. Yep. Yellow. Yes okay so i didn't get that one
1: okay i'm ready what do i like to do for fun
0: i'm writing it
1: okay yes (laughs) sleep in a dark room sleep
0: in a dark room alone
1: alone
0: yep it is That is
1: exactly what i
0: like to do for fun (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's funny um what is my favorite tv show
0: um are we talking currently or like overall of all of life
1: (laughs) um i don't know because i'm not sure i even have an answer for this
0: so right i have two
1: for you (sighs) there you go the overall dynasty (laughs) Get more girls. Yep. I was going to say crap TV.
0: Yeah. Like right now. So whenever we go um, and work together, because we don't live in the same state, there's always a show on the background. Well, right now it's Dynasty, which I didn't even like I knew original Dynasty because I'm way older, but I did not know there was even a new Dynasty. So I do now, though.
1: Fallon is my spirit animal. Oh,
0: my Lord. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, What's my favorite movie? It is Twister. <laughs> yes. Yay! I thought you were going to guess Harry Potter, but I love Twister and Armageddon.
0: Oh yeah, Armageddon. I was in that no. a long time. Yeah, no.
1: Uh-huh. Um okay, okay, final one. What is my favorite food?
0: Oh, this one was harder. So I'm basing Let this Let me rephrase
1: on- it. Let me rephrase it. Okay. What did I ask for growing up? For supper on my birthday, so every oh okay growing up, uh, mom always let us pick supper on our birthday. So what did I always choose?
0: Oh my god! Now I don't know. This is too much pressure. I can't remember. (laughs) Um. uh, Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I I feel like.
1: I feel like um, you're writing too much, so it's going to be wrong.
0: I don't know. I can't think
1: of. Rice, tacos.
0: Oh, tacos, yeah. Well I could think. I could think. I panicked. It was panic. Cause I originally I I don't know. Okay. Well I have a I have three kids. I can't remember all of you.
1: <sighs> okay, so you got two out of five and I got three out of five.
0: Oh, good lord. Okay. Okay. I'm ready.
1: Um, all right, so guess what? What? Pop quiz. <sighs> oh. So I'm you
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Before we get into our nitty gritty, no. I love giving pop quizzes. So this pop quiz, what are K-NOW's values? And we'll explain what K-NOW is later.
0: Uh, K-NOW's values are engage, model, and practice.
1: Yes. Um, so K-NOW is the business that we own together and kind of what like kickstarted this whole podcast. But <laughs> I just changed our values from we had a revamp. So yes, engaged model in practice.
0: I don't think our values have changed. I think our values, the way that we talk about our values changed, um, made them much more simple. And and as um, having a protected class on staff, which is me, I am older and I need something easier to remember. Let's be 100% honest about that. So, Oh my gosh. Okay. The whole podcast is about me learning something, right? So do you think it's probably time to just... Go to class and learn something. So I think for me, foundationally, even though I've been in class for a year now, it's good to start kind of at the beginning. And so... Let's work on maybe some antecedent strategies, because I feel like that's so important to understand why things are happening. And then of course, if I don't know the seven dimensions of ABA, like that also is that foundational piece and, but it's hard to really break that down. So those are the two areas I would love to learn about. Um, and I know we talked about this previously. So I had I, given you a little heads up. So did you find some things that would help kind of walk me through it?
1: Yep. So I found two articles. Uh, one is the seminal article for ABA by Bear Wolf and Reasley in 1968. Everyone should have that. You should have learned that in class already. Um, and then the other one is antecedent strategies to promote children and adolescents compliance with adult requests by Radley Dart. Radley Dart, um, in 2016. So antecedent strategies. First, remember the antecedent strategies aren't the why behavior is happening. It's Mm. what makes the behavior. What what triggers the behavior? First,
0: first wrong answer. Perfect.
1: So when we're looking at antecedent strategies, we're looking at anything that happens before the response. So this can be giving a choice, um, prompting, using the high probability sequence, non-contingent refor- reinforcement, which just a side note, I do not believe in non-contingent reinforcement as a BCVA, but as a mom, all in the world, non-contingent reinforcement. Um, time delay and then contriving motivating operations. So those are some different antecedent interventions that can be used to shape behavior, Um, and then the seven dimensions of ABA. A pop quiz. Can you tell me what the seven dimensions are?
0: Okay, back cage. That's all I like. A back cage. I can remember back cage. Um, Or get a cab. I think is the other one. Yep. Right. Get a cab. Mm -hmm. So um, back cage, behavioral, applied technical, technological, conceptually systematic, analytical, generality and effective. Okay. So I have that memorized. Right. But what's that really mean?
1: Yeah. So I like that you used, um, cage because it puts them in order. Um,
0: Oh, okay.
1: Get a cab kind of takes them out of order and it's not necessarily that they need to be in order, but if you look at them in the back cage order, it kind of, so behavior, we have to know what the behavior is applied. We have to apply that, that technique. We have to conceptually or technological. We need to know the language conceptually systematic. Everything has to be conceptually systematic analytic. We have that, um, data collection, generality, everything has to generalize to different environments across different individuals. And then effective is, is it, was that treatment effective? So it kind of builds on itself when it's that set up in that way.
0: Oh, that, well, that makes sense because no one ever really says that it's like pick, pick one to remember. But Mm -hmm. when you think about it that way, I would say the hardest concepts really in general are the conceptually systematic, like I understand generality. Like we want to be able to, if we're seeing a client in a clinic and we're using DTT to teach them something, we want to make sure that when they go home that that same skill transfers, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. So um, generality is pretty pretty easy to remember. Conceptually systematic, you mainly just wanna think of research. So was the intervention research-based and does it represent principles of ABA? So for example, we implement a DTT procedure. DTT has research backing it. It, It's been proven to be um, evidence-based. But then you run into something like social stories. So yes, there's research out there on social stories. However, it's not proven to be um, evidence-based because it doesn't meet the parameters of being evidence-based. So a lot of that research is by the same author. (laughs) Oh, Does it? <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Yeah.
0: Like I can I can prove something is research based if it's something I truly believe in, because there's always something somewhere that somebody has published. And that was the interesting thing. Like to be able to have it across authors or across journals is really how yeah. we think about it being evidence based. The other thing in ABA that threw me for a loop, it's better now for sure, but technological, because I think of like setting up our mics or (laughs) having headphones, but that's not what that means.
1: Yeah. So that one does too. Yeah. It gets, um, a little bit harder that way. Have you read, have you read Skinner's, um, technology of teaching, I think is what it's called.
0: I don't know Um, if I've technically... That's a lot of technical, technologically. Um, I don't think I have, actually.
1: Yeah, so that one is really good to kind of learn what that is meant by technological. Um, The other way I remember that one, for those of you studying, is it's technical. So technically, this is what I'm saying. Or technically, this is what it is. So that's how I, I prompt students to remember that one. I think
0: that is one of those things that we'll definitely have an episode about, um, parent training and, um, making sure that we're able to take what we're doing in a session or in the clinic or in the home and be able to translate those things to Mm -hmm. general conversation. Cause that would be one of the hardest things about ABA for me coming from a different, um, a different place and then learning that ABA says things completely different. So that leads us right into yes. our next segment. Oh, um, layman's so, terms.
1: Yeah. We're going to put antecedent into layman's term and give some real life examples from, from my childhood. Somebody didn't want to talk about her own childhood, which is fine. Back hmm. to school, whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> So in layman's term, an antecedent, I think I already said this, but is simply what happens before the response or before the behavior. So what happened before it?
0: Okay, so I'm going to give some I'm going to give an example and I want you to if I like have this right because this is where I really have trouble translating from book you have to your, you have your whiteboard. Yeah. I I, I probably need to. Uh, so I think of when my kids were younger, um, both my husband and I worked and we would do a list of chores for the kids to get done before we got home from work. And so I really didn't care when they got done, who did them. I usually put it like an initial behind them. So there was like a suggestion of who should do them. Um, and, but they just need to be done before one of us walked in the door. So to me, I think that is a response prompt. Like the prompt was the chore list. The response was getting the chore list done. And then the consequence was the avoidance of, well, I mean, if we're going to be listening to me parent loudly yes. for the next half hour. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, pop quiz, what type of, so us getting our chores done, what type of reinforcement was that? Did we want to encounter
0: a positive reinforcement?
1: So, if we, so you set the chore chart. Yep. We finished the chore chart. And
0: so our chore chart was gone.
1: So our mo is to not.
0: So it's a negative reinforcement.
1: Yeah. So it's not to contact your.
0: Oh, <laughs> being that's in a whole another. That can be seven <laughs> episodes of negative and positive reinforcement versus punishment. Yeah. Oh.
1: And and then the chore chart is the SD or the response, um, and the uh, response is completing the chore chart, and then the consequence is not getting yelled at. So we're removing that uh, we have that avoidance of getting yelled at, which so it's means negative. that it's negative. Yep. Yeah. So. And it wasn't
0: yelled at, it was parenting, parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: okay. Whatever you don't tell yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> totally fine. Okay. Let's hear, let's
0: hear one of yours as a child.
1: Uh, so this, your example leads into mine perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so out of, I have two siblings. I have a brother and a sister, and they're both younger than me. Um, Out of us three, I would say I'm the one who least wanted to get in trouble. Like, I tried to avoid it as much as possible. Um, But I wasn't very sneaky. One night, me and my friend tried to sneak out of the house, and we couldn't get the door unlocked, so we just went back to bed. So I was always affected when... um, my mom, when Anissa would say, do what you think is right. So she wouldn't tell me what to do if I was in trouble or something was happening, but she would say, do what you think is right. And I think this antecedent strategy would be choice. So not that she gave me a forced choice or um, a list of choices. It was your choice is to do what you think is right or don't <laughs> do what you think is right and see what happens. Um <laughs>
0: To be fair, I didn't give that same choice to all of my children, but with, with Brett, usually it was like, do what you think is right. Yeah. And then she had a look. look. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, you have to, it doesn't translate as well in text. That's for sure. So luckily you were parented before texting was a thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I didn't. I guess I did not try to always avoid it. There was an instance of a car accident and I was on the wrong side of town. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, doing... Do what you think is right is a common... What I can just think of as childhood for that antecedent to do a preferred behavior.
0: So it's either a choice or a vocal... Mine was a vocal prompt, but then like my look. What is that? What kind of prompt is that? Is that just...
1: That's not really... No. So it would... So your prompting would be, um, it would be a response prompt because you're, the prompt would be directly affecting my, my okay. behavior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So if the behavior wasn't, let's say you left a note that said, do what you think is right. Yeah. Not as yeah. effective. Not as effective. Yep. Um, <sighs> okay. Let's talk about you as a parent. Let's, let's I am Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing parent. Um so after my kid we okay so first off both me and my husband apparently were not allowed candy when we were children. <laughs> in is, our house the in, truth. is Willy Wonka's factory. We have It so is like
0: seats. you you cannot there's like buckets of candy sitting on the cupboard. And I like I think I should post pictures of like the candy closet, because I have, so the reason there's a candy closet now is because I have no self-control and I have to take the big, like Costco size buckets of candy from the cupboard. Because like every time you walk through the kitchen, oh, I got all worked up. Every time you walk through the kitchen, you can just like stick your hand in and get like a handful of Skittles.
1: Like mm-hmm. I can I can't live like that. That's insanity. It's so insanity. what kind of, What kind of antecedent is that for you? What kind of antecedent intervention?
0: It's what? Um, So that is. You remove
1: the Skittles. So you take them away.
0: It was, it's a negative.
1: So that's reinforcement. So you're creating more response effort. Yeah, having to
0: walk into the, so yeah, I see there's, I have a test to take at the end of this year. It's this, this is not going to go well. But anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so go on with your story about candy.
1: Okay, so we have what I'm sure every sane house has uh, a thing called breakfast candy. (laughs)
0: That is not sane. But.
1: That just kind of accidentally happened. So, we'll have, let's say, a box of like hot tamales sitting out or Skittles. And when you wake up in the morning, you just grab a handful and everything. And we didn't notice that uh, the boys, so I have a six year old and a three year old, were truly watching us until my youngest, who's three, came up and asked for breakfast candy. And I'm like, what is breakfast candy? Well, apparently we eat candy for breakfast around here. We,
0: your husband and you, not the kids, yeah. normally did not eat well, candy. I mean, they do now, but yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, Have I did cavities. just find, find some wrappers in my bed. No big deal.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Kidding. So what is that?
1: Um, okay. So what that's leading me into is non-contingent reinforcement. So... I do not believe that there is non-contingent reinforcement because any consequence you're giving anything that you're doing is contingent on something. So even if you're doing non-contingent every five minutes, I give someone attention. So non-contingent, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Um, you just give it to them every five minutes something came right before that non-contingent reinforcement so whether you know it or not you're strengthening something by using non-contingent reinforcement so it's not reinforcing the absence or the occurrence of something but something always happens before you give non-contingent reinforcement so non-contingent reinforcement is supposed to be an antecedent to a preferred response but it's not true. Every <laughs> behavior is contingent. Yeah. No matter what environment You, you do something
0: because of something yeah. else. You just- yes.
1: So for example, the candy, the breakfast candy situation. Uh-huh. Um, so let's say I non-contingently give my children breakfast candy. Don't do it, I swear. I'm a great mom. Um, they wake up in the morning and come into my room and before they say anything, I'm like, you can go ahead and get some candy. Well, I've reinforced, even though it's non-contingent, supposedly, I've reinforced them coming into my room. So they can get the candy. Yep. I've reinforced them leaving (laughs) my room so I can sleep longer. So there's all these different things that can be reinforced in the environment. So I don't believe in (laughs) non-contingent reinforcement, but it is an antecedent strategy.
0: Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, as a grandma... So I have a theory and you can help me figure out where this plays in. So this, again, this is probably like showing a little too much of our dysfunctional, um, family (laughs) dynamics. But so since the kids were little, I would always ask who was the favorite between me and Papa. That's like my favorite thing to do is be like, so who's your favorite, me or Papa, or who's your favorite Papa or me? And I don't have research. I should start collecting data because I did this before I was in ABA. I would always say my name last because when they're little, (laughs) I feel like that they will say whatever they hear last as your favorite. So it would be like, who's your favorite, Papa or Grandma? And they would almost always say Grandma. So I feel like this is a prompt, obviously. I'm prompting them. And I (laughs) – I think it's like a positional prompt. Like I'm putting the prompt in the way I want it to be. I'm like, right. Is that?
1: Yeah. So you're putting it where it's the response is more likely to occur. It could be a little bit of, if it were a task, (laughs) like high P so you're no, because there's no, it would be positional prompt. If you say, who do you like best? Papa or grandma? that is also a oh, like by my tone.
0: Not so that you, I would do that because I they love both of us the same and it doesn't matter that I'm the favorite. Um, because I go to Target and papa doesn't go to Target. He just lets them dig holes in the backyard. That's completely completely yeah. different. So. so that would
1: be yep, a stimulus prompt.
0: Okay. So let's changing the stimulus. So the stimulus
1: is I add something to it. So you're your stimulus, your SD, what you're triggering that reinforcement is available is the question. Oh. And okay. So, and then you're giving a prompt for them to answer the question correctly. Okay. So then, it's a a stimulus prompt because you're changing something within the stimulus. Okay. So or the stimuli. Yeah, stimulus. There we go. So that would make it a stimulus prompt.
0: Okay. Well, we're finally Hold at on. the end the, of. Oh, nope, we're oh, not just give me oh, one
1: second. Oh, please sorry, don't be I was pop gonna. Quiz. No, it's not a pop quiz. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna talk about the Anastina article just a little bit. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, so I want to go back really, really quick um, to the Papa versus Grandma, because no matter how hard she tries, and no matter how much she sees my youngest, my three-year-old, he wants to be just like Papa. He will come out of his room and say, look, I'm dressed like Papa or look, I look like (laughs) Papa. So her antecedent interventions didn't work as well as she thought that they did. So
0: that, that's also saying that antecedent interventions in general sometimes won't work.
1: Yeah. So some, it also depends on what happened during the previous interaction. So if, if you if the environment, so let's say um, they, let's say my youngest wanted to go to the grocery store, which he loves the grocery store. So then you would say before you go in the grocery store, okay, if you listen to me, then you can have some candy at the end of the grocery store. So you're using an antecedent intervention. Um, with a prompt to have them behave in the grocery store. But let's say they behave in the grocery store and they don't get candy because you forgot or you don't have a quarter. There's not, there's a less, it's less likely that next time you go to the grocery store and say, okay, listen, that it will occur. So, all right, let's, that's it. Okay, let's move on to end of class review score. So any teacher knows that we have end of class (laughs) reviews. And let me tell you, again, with my failure, my reviews sometimes are not the best, Um, especially when you take a student off because they plagiarized. But, so I'm gonna ask mom to provide a score, one through five. So one is, I'll find a different teacher. Two is, you didn't yell at me. Three is, it could go either way. Four is, good thing I taught you well. And five is, I love learning from my daughter. So what okay. score would you give? So
0: this was a hard one um, because I really do love learning from you. But I will say in this one, I'm going to have to give you a three. You didn't yell at me because I do sometimes ask questions that you're like, you should know that by now. And I can tell by your look which if you're not watching this, you can't see, But or your tone that you're like, oh, we've talked about this 50 times. So I'm going to give you a three. You didn't yell at me.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. It's okay. <laughs> I need a 4.3. That should be my average. Okay, well, this. we'll keep score. So, we'll, so we'll keep score. yeah, sounds good. <laughs> you might have a mom she
0: might be the bomb but ain't nobody got a mom so thanks everybody for joining us on our first teaching my mother aba i know
1: as the mom i'm super proud of getting to learn from my daughter shout out to K Now behavioral solutions as our sponsor and for two pretty easy podcasts for making us sound amazing because we are not amazing but oh my god (laughs) don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram at k acknowledge.now.solutions linkedin at k-now solutions we started a patreon page where you can get a bunch of free CUs, mentorship um, journal clubs uh, and a bunch of other things at www.patreon.com backslash be in the know and visit our website at www.know-solutions.com. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. See you at next class. She me feel better. She me, 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 me,